0: Welcome into another episode of Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, we preview the Phillies series with the St. Louis Cardinals. It's a big one. The Phillies need to bounce back. Can they? Plus, where are they in the wild card standings and what does it mean that the standings haven't shifted much despite the Phillies not playing well? Also, finally, I want to wrap this up with a positive look at the organization going forward. And not just for this year, but why the Phillies are in a great spot going forward. We'll get into all of that on today's episode of Locked On Phillies. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm your host, Connor Thomas. Locked On Phillies is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can hear me also on 97.5, the Fanatic on the radio, NBC Sports Philadelphia on the television, Credential, Philadelphia Phillies media member, former collegiate and semi-pro baseball player. You get through all the, uh, the niceties of what makes me who I am, which is your host of Locked On Phillies. So thank you so much for checking us out. Really appreciate it. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that good stuff. And uh, today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics to treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Now, the Phils start a series with the St. Louis Cardinals night, 8.15 p.m. His first pitch on this Friday night between the Phillies and Cards. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the Sirius XM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, and you'll be able to pull that up, and it's a big series because the Phillies just had a rough one against the Braves. Now, they took the Braves to two extra inning contests, won one of them, but ended up losing that series uh, and giving up three games to the Atlanta Braves. Well, they lost three. They won one. So I guess they technically didn't give up a full three, but not the point. The Phillies did not have a good series against the Atlanta Braves. Luckily, as we'll get into in segment number two, the wild card standing stayed relatively similar, but you got only a handful of games remaining. How do you handle the last, I believe it's 15 games, and take care of business? It starts with the St. Louis Cardinals, who are 65 and 81, who are not a good team this year. You've handled them before in the season. You can handle them again. You're playing them out there in St. Louis. That fan base is completely checked out. That team is completely checked out. And you've got a chance to go out there and dominate them. And they, you really need to because the Phillies need to pick up some games quick if they want to hold on to the top wildcard spot and not have to go to Chicago, or worse, maybe be in the third wild card spot and have to play the Brewers. That would not be ideal when it comes to what happens with the Philadelphia Phillies' final stretch of the season. Need to have a better finish than last year, and the way they do it is taking care of business in St. Louis against the Cardinals. Let's take a look at this series real quick, preview everything going on here. So the matchup tonight is Nola versus Zach Thompson. Here are the numbers, right? Nola's 12 and 9 with a 4.64 ERA. Thompson 5 and 5 with a 4.06 ERA. He's not bad. A 1.47 whip isn't great. Um, and he's only thrown 51 innings pitch, so he's not all that uh, settled in. He's given up 54 hits in those 51 innings. Nola's only given up 161 hits in 176 innings. The difference is he's given up 31 home runs. It's just the long balls killed Aaron Nola this year. But. Five home runs and 51 innings for Zach Thompson. That means he's probably given up about one every start to every other start. Or it should be one every other start uh, because he's not going 10 innings every time. You can beat him with the long ball. A lefty, so the lineup's going to be a little bit interesting for the Phillies. I find the way that they set up this lineup interesting for tonight. So Schwarber's going to lead off in DH. That's normal. Expect that. Trey Turner, bat second, play shortstop. Alec Boehm, bat third, play third. Bryce Harper, bat cleanup, play first base. J.G. Romito, bat fifth, catch. All normal, right? Castellanos, bat, what's that, sixth and playing right field. Bryson Stott is playing second base, but he's batting seventh. It's funny to me that he's so far down in the lineup. But, okay, I mean, that's where they want to put him. Christian Pache Pache. I almost said Pache. Christian Pache is going to be out there in left field. He's batting eighth. Johan Rojas in center field. He's batting ninth. Marsh gets the day off with the lefty on the mound. Career versus Zach Thompson. Torber's seen him twice, over. Turner's seen him once, over. Stott's seen him once, over. You don't really have much of a book on Zach Thompson. You can go and see uh, film on the guy because he's got 50 some innings this year, but you haven't really seen him in person very much, and these guys don't have experience to get him. So Against them, so you're gonna have to feel it out. But a young lefty, not nearly as good of an offense out of St. Louis as what you saw from the Braves. That's the understatement of the century. Uh, Aaron nola needs to go to work against this lineup, and here's who he's gonna be facing Lars Newbark's gonna play center field bat lead leadoff. Goldschmidt playing first base, batting second. Burleson DHing, batting third. Nolan Arenado in the cleanup spot. Contreras catching, batting fifth. Palacios sixth and left. Walker seventh and right. Uh, Tommy Edmond at second base, batting eighth, and Wynn playing shortstop, batting ninth. Uh, I mean, you look at the averages actually aren't too bad for some of these guys. And career against Nola, though, Paul Goldschmidt is 3 for 26, a 115 career average against Nolan. Nolan Arenado, 3 for 21, a 143 career average against Nola. The big guys in this lineup that normally can hurt you, the Goldschmidt's, the Arenado's, they don't do well against Aaron Nola historically. So maybe this is a situation where Nola can go out and dominate. I think that's the biggest question of the game, right? I have no doubt that the offense is going to show up and be ready to roll, but can Aaron Nola go out and put together a great start for you? That's the question. The Phillies are minus 145 favorites on the money line, but ESPN Analytics has them as a slight underdog, a 49.4% chance to win. I don't know if that's momentum. I don't know if that's the pitching matchup. I don't know if that's Aaron Nola not being all that great. We'll see. But the, tomorrow the Phillies will play the Cardinals at seven fifteen. That's Ranger Suarez versus Miles Michaelis. And then you've got the Sunday matchup between the two teams, which is behind some big ad wall here for the ESPN. There we go. Taiwan Walker is going to face off against uh, Dakota Hudson. I almost said Daniel Hudson. He used to be the old uh, Nationals reliever. No, Dakota Hudson. Uh, So, yeah, you've got the advantage on the mound definitely on Sunday, maybe today. And Saturday, uh, let's see what Michaelis has done so far this year. I mean, no one really has been good for the Philadelphia Phillies. No, nah, he hasn't really been all that good either. So if you can handle this, you should have the pitching advantage. You have the lineup advantage for sure. Uh, the Phillies should go out and take two or three in this series. If you don't take two or three against the Cardinals, we're going to start to hit kind of panic territory, right? Not of missing the playoffs, like they're still going. The Phillies are going to make the playoffs, but of locking up the top wild card seed comfortably without having something bounce your way. Like, the Phillies have been in charge of the wildcard race for over a month now. But they haven't really taken a stranglehold on it, and they need to over the last 15 games. So, yes, that's your preview of what's going on in St. Louis. And it'll be a very, very interesting series because coming up, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the wildcard standings and where everything looks like it is there and why this is a tight race and one that might get even tighter. We'll discuss as we continue Locked on Phillies. First, though, I want to tell you about my friends over at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy. And it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, I mean, there's a whole bunch of different types of baseball players. The Phillies are more of a power team. <laughs> They definitely are, but still, whatever you're into, eBay Motors has got you and your vehicle covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every single time or your money back because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your, we'll say it again, ride or die. And you don't want it to die. You want it to ride, right? Alive at ebay.com motors. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right. Phillies Cardinals, 8.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tonight, Nola Thompson is the pitching matchup. And you can list every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast to that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, and you'll be able to pull that all up there. So go ahead and check it out. Here, let's go through the standings. The wildcard standings in the National League currently. The Phillies are 79-67. and 67. The Cubs are 78-69, and 69, two games back in the loss column for a one-and-a-half game margin between the Phillies and the Cubs. And now an interesting setup. I mean, just look at this for the final wildcard spot. The Giants are coming on strong. They're now tied for the final wild card spot. The Reds, they're tied for the final wild card spot. The Diamondbacks, also tied. We have a three way tie for the final wild card spot in the National League with the Marlins just a half game out. I mean, there's some noise being made down at the bottom of that bracket. There are going to be three teams that were right in the mix all year that are not going to find their way into this postseason. I find it hard to believe it's going to be the Phillies, but the pressure of that forces good play, right? Or it you know the old expression, pressure makes diamonds or burst pipes. Well, it could cause some of those teams to choke a little bit down the stretch, but that's the thing, right? I think it's going to force these teams to really, really ball out. Like any of those four teams can get hot and if the Phillies stay cold, they might be on the outside looking in. I don't think it's a realistic scenario that the Phillies end up outside of the playoffs. I mean, they're going to be about 86-87 win team this year, unless they get really hot and win, uh, what, 12 more games in the last 15, which would get them to 91 where I thought they were going to be. Yeah, I don't think that prediction is going to come true for me this year, even though I nailed it last year. They might be an 85-86 win team. I think if they get to 86, that gets it done, which would mean they'd go 7 and what's that? Seven and 8 the rest of the no. uh, way. How do you get to 15? Yeah. No, they'd be more than that then. Or that would be, yeah, 86. I need them to get to 88 then, I guess, which would be a winning record in their last. That would be 9-6 and six the rest of the way. That feels right. 9-6 and six feels good. Outside of your matchup with the Braves, you don't really have a tough series the rest of the way. you got the Cardinals, then you're going to have the Mets, then you're going to have the Pirates, then you're going to have the Mets again. You should handle all those teams. And the Braves might not have nothing to play for by the time you go down to Atlanta and see them. So we'll see how that all plays out. Uh, Let's take a look just for uh, fun at the Cubs' remaining schedule. Tonight, they start a series against the Diamondbacks in Arizona who are fighting for their playoff lives. That's a tough one. Much harder than what the Phillies are facing right now. Three games against the Diamondbacks. Then you have three against the Cubs, three against the Rockies, or sorry, three against the Cubs, they are the Cubs, three against the Pirates, three against the Rockies, three against the Braves, two against the Brewers. The Cubs schedule the rest of the way. I would rather have the Phillies than have the Cubs. And I know I said the Braves may not be playing for something, but the Brewers certainly don't want to let their division rivals have an easy finish to the season. And the Pirates are making a little bit of a push. They're not going to make the postseason, but uh, they haven't given up on the season yet. The Diamondbacks are very much in the mix. The Phillies play one team the rest of the way that's in the mix. The Cubs play one. Uh, two, three, yeah, no, that's not a good setup for Chicago. So advantage Phillies on that one. you got to hope the Cubs have finally cooled off and they roll into the postseason not playing that good of baseball. Um, Just for fun, because the Cubs, yeah, they're two and a half back, but you've got the Giants, the Reds, the Diamondbacks. I'm going to look up the strength of schedule remaining for teams in baseball and just talk you through about who has the easiest schedule. So let's go to Tankathon. My friend's over at Tankathon. And look up the remaining strength of schedule, Major League Baseball. Everything's football now. Every first link that comes up is about the NFL season. Okay, remaining strength of schedule. Uh, who has the easiest of the National League contenders? The Marlins have the ninth easiest schedule. I'm sorry, that's the um, toughest. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and uh, go down here. Yeah, the easiest schedule remaining is the Cincinnati Reds who have a combined 475 winning percentage against them for the teams they play. They play the Twins, Cardinals, Mets, Pirates, Guardians. Like, that's Drek. The Reds might be a playoff team. That would be an insane turnaround for them. The Diamondbacks uh, have the 18th hardest schedule. The Phillies right there at 17. The Cubs now the 12th hardest schedule. The, The Giants are at 15. I mean, the Phillies have an easy end to their schedule. The Cubs had their easy part, and they didn't really make up ground at all. So, yeah, it's advantage Phillies. I mean, look at the final games. I'll just read it right here as you look at it. The Phillies have the Braves for three games, the Cardinals for three games, the Pirates for three, and the Mets for seven. The Cubs have the Braves for three, the Brewers for three, the Diamondbacks for three, the Pirates for three. I mean, those are all solid teams. And then the Rockies are three games in there that who knows? You could find a way to lose those. But the Cubs' schedule isn't easy. If the Phillies just take care of business and go 500 or better the rest of the way. Now, you have 15 games, so you can't go 500. It's an odd number. But if they go around 500 the rest of the way, they should be your top wildcard seed. This is the time to take care of business when it comes to the National League wildcard race. And it starts with at least two out of three in St. Louis against the Cardinals. I know you might be feeling this, right? Because if you're a Phillies fan, chances are you're an Eagles fan. If you're an Eagles fan, you've been focused on the birds. The Eagles just played two games in like four days. Uh, they're 2-0, and and they've got Super Bowl hopes and everything, and it really covers up the focus on the Phillies. But now you've got till next Monday, not this coming Monday, the next Monday after that for the Eagles to play again, you've got a long break where this team – is going to be in full focus of the city. and this team, I'm talking about the Philadelphia Phillies. So it's back to Phillies baseball. And if they play well, they will capture everybody for the postseason run just like they did last year. They're losing the city a little bit with the Eagles, and you always have to fight that, being the baseball team in Philadelphia. But you take care of business. That's the other thing. You need to finish strong. You can't get in a situation where the Eagles are totally dwarfing you as far as interest. That will lead to – maybe not lesser crowds, but the feeling will be different than last year when you had the excitement of just getting it in and uh, just getting into the postseason and having that momentum builder like it's been 11 years or so. People are going to show up. I'm not saying people aren't going to show up this year, but you've got to win this fan base's approval, and the Phillies are kind of second fiddle while the Eagles played those games. Now you're back in the main stage. Go ahead and take care of business. One more time, I want to let you know. Phillies, Cardinals, 8.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tonight. NOLA versus Thompson. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. Uh, Coming up, I just want to talk about something that's a positive look at the organization going forward and outside of this year. We get so zoned in on this year, and GMs, presidents presidents of baseball operations, owners, they're not just looking at this team as twenty twenty-three. Right, they're focused on this season, but there's more out there, and they're trying to build sustainability and sustain success in a competitive team that stays competitive. Well, the Phillies seem to have been doing a pretty darn good job at it, and I want to just jump into a general overview of that as we wrap up today's episode of Lock on Phillies. First off, I want to tell you about my friends over at Jace Medical. Okay, so the Jace case which I told you about. They're our title sponsor today. It provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a J's case, it's super easy. You just fill out a simple online form, and in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of our board-certified physicians, and they'll go ahead and take care of everything. Get ongoing care from our physicians on any treatment-related questions. It's doctor-created and doctor-recommended, and you don't want to be caught unprepared, right? You never know when medical emergencies are going to strike. This isn't like, oh, I need a Band-Aid. This is like, oh my goodness, someone's having a major allergic reaction to something or someone's this, that, and the other thing, like in real medical emergencies. You want to be ready for that. It can be a lifesaver. Literally everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. And Jace handles everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy, medication delivery, ongoing consultation and care, all that good stuff. So go ahead and check them out. Check out our friends over at Jace medical and the Jace case. You never know when you're going to need it, or you're going to wish you had it. If you don't, So go ahead and talk to our friends at Jace Medical. All right, just something that I looked at that made me think about this, right? Think about how bad of a year Trey Turner had to start for the Philadelphia Phillies. Have you thought about it? Good? Okay, well, we know that Kyle Schwarber has 43 home runs on the year. We know he's in among the league leaders and baseball's leaders in home runs. Did you know that Trey Turner's second on the team in home runs? He has 26 homers this year. He's batting 270. he He's got a chance to get to 280 if he gets hot over these last 15 games, and he's been hot. And this is the trade Turner we thought we were getting. He's not going to have that rough start to next year. He's basically been slump-proof in his career, and you just happen to get the worst stretch of his career. He's going to be better. Kyle Schwarber, I mean, he's hit 40 home runs in multiple seasons. If he's your constant DH with Bryce Harper healthy, that's a good thing. Nick Castellanos is back to his all-star form. Jay I don't know. He's had a rough year. Maybe he has a better one next year. Maybe he's on the decline, but he's still serviceable at points. Bryce Harper, as he gets healthier, he gets better. He's the most clutch athlete I've ever seen in this city. He's unbelievable. He's on this team for the next a billion years. Love that. Alec Bohm and Bryson Stott. Listen to these numbers from these guys on their batting average. Bohm, 278 this year. Stott, 287 this year. The power numbers as far as home runs, Boehm sits 16, Stott hits 15. Their defense, solid, Stott better than Boehm, obviously, but Boehm's made a huge jump defensively. Those two guys are young and they are with your organization for a long time. That's the future, and the future is bright. You have those young players built in. You have the young outfield trio of Marsh, who's 26, I believe. He might be 25. Uh, Pache, Rojas, those guys are all in like the 23 to 25 years old range. You're looking at guys that are speedy, have some offensive ability, incredibly good defensively, and you got to find a way to fit them in rotationally. But, yes, you've got them under team control for a while. I mean, Edmundo Sosa, you've got him under team control forever. He's a great utility player. He's a young player. I mean, you've got a lot of opportunity for guys to grow with this organization and a lot of things set. We're kind of past the point where you need to go make big, splashy, free agency moves. You have a lot of talent here. And even though this has been a team that has not played up to the preseason expectations this year, next year they seem poised to do even better, even without adding people. And who knows what they're going to do, as I smack my space where my microphone used to be. Um, with the starting rotation, I mean, Andrew Painter's still out there. He's got a rehab and recover from Tommy John, but he still exists. Mick Gable, Griff McGarry, uh, young guys like Ranger Taurus. Christopher Sanchez has shown flashes this year. Still got Zach Wheeler for more time. I mean – this team is not going anywhere for the Philadelphia Phillies. So, yes, has it been a little bit of an underwhelming season for the Phillies? It has been. Can they still uh, like, absolutely make up for that by taking care of business in the postseason, going on another deep run? For sure. I don't know that they will, but they can. We'll have to see how it plays out. It's a crapshoot for any team, even the best teams in baseball. But they're year-in and year-out competitors now. That's something that Dave Dombrowski done in just a couple years as president of baseball operations of this team. And the Phillies are in a good spot just overall. Now that was the macro. The micro is you got 15 more games. Go out and take care of St. Louis tonight, win two out of three, at least in this series and put yourself in good position to round out this season with a top wild card berth. And then we'll see how the postseason plays out. But Hey, we're coming down to the home stretch. It's going to be fun guys. And we'll be with you every step of the way here on Locked on Phillies. Thank you so much for checking us out. Make sure you're rating, reviewing subscribing to the YouTube, all that good stuff. Appreciate it. And I'll talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked on Phillies.